Call the neighbors and fetch the kids. It's time for Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. From connected cars to electric planes, Ken and Sasha have the information to keep you well informed. So get ready, get set, and go. Here's Ken and Sasha. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Get ready for another episode of Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. We are Ken Chester and Sasha Little. So glad you are able to join us. Welcome to the pandemonium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for this hour, our usual rummage for news from the parts bin to concept cars, semi-sentient cyborg houseplants. What? Yeah, that, that's a thing. We'll what? talk about it. Semi-sentient cyborg houseplants. Cyborg houseplants. They move. It's mobility. It's it, a thing. Is it? It is. Okay. And then finally... A conversation about an effort by Congress to pass some new privacy laws. I about say time. about time. About yes. time. All this along with our witty and enlightening conversation. <laughs> but first, if you're a first time listener, here's the way you can connect to the show. Call or text the Roadworthy Drive line, that number 872 222 9793. If email is more your thing, the email address you want is ken at roadworthydrive.net. Either way you choose, Sasha and I will love to hear from you. And speaking of the lady in the room, please say hi to that brash and witty ray of sunshine, the incomparable Miss Sasha. Hey. Hello, hello. Really? Yeah. What? Really? Really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I am. There is no snow on the ground. Uh, the weather is staying semi-warm. Mm-hmm. And... It is a festive season. In fact, by the time people listen to this... Christmas will have already happened. It will have already occurred. Hopefully, everyone had a good Christmas. Right. A safe Christmas. A non-debt Christmas. And a non-drama Christmas. Oh, that's that's not happening. Hey, you know... No. I can hope, right? You can. I can hope. Thankfully, I, I don't have to worry about like the whole family get-together and stuff. In, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Um, I want to share this one with you uh, from the parts bin. You would appreciate this. Okay. What do you got? One million miles. One million miles. In five years. In, in five years? Five years. What kind verified, of car? Verified by the manufacturer. Okay. All right, you got me hooked. Good. Okay. We're talking about... Toyota? No. A 2013 Hyundai Elantra. Hyundai! I thought you'd like that. Yes! Um, All right. A lady, she is a parts delivery driver in Kansas. Ooh, yeah. She does 200,000 miles a year. Girl has me beat. And in the picture, uh, this here... That that's for like cattle and deer. She's actually has a little. Um, she does, yeah. She's got a little deer guard. On yeah, her little a little lunch, animal uh, guard on the front of it. Yeah, it now, might scare a squirrel. Yeah. Now, <laughs> wow, wow. I will tell you. You realize that the engine in her car uh-huh. is engineered for one hundred and fifty thousand miles. She got one million miles out of that same engine. Did not replace it. Did not overhaul it. Okay. Now here's basic questions. Mm-hmm. Um, does it say anything about her being up to date with, like, I mean, was she on top of it with oil changes? Oh, yeah, every two weeks. Does it, does it look, I know, that's right. 
Every two weeks. My people at Jiffy Lube know me by name. Uh, let's put it to you this way. Yeah. She probably had an account that they probably billed her by the month. Yeah. And then was it? did it say anything? Did the car need any major repairs? No. Now, you had said that it was verified by Hyundai. The, right. So Hyundai sent people out, checked engine numbers, records, went on everything. Okay. In fact... Uh, as she was approaching the million mile number, because it only goes out to six digits. Oh, that's right. Even uh, with the digital. Yeah. She went out to Hyundai to let them know. Um, Hyundai actually, when they verified it, actually made a small 1M badge be added to the front of the odometer to ensure it remains correct. Something they did not have prior, but now you can order it. Uh, should your Hyundai reach a million miles? I mean, we have talked about the fact that, I mean, did she have to change out spark plugs? Did she have to? Well, obviously. I did, mean, she did the regular maintenance. Right. Okay. I mean, so, oil changes, spark plugs, wires, that sort of thing. Right. But not major engine overhaul. I mean, I'm sure she changed out shocks and tires and brakes and things like that. But that was my question. I mean, how did the undercarriage of the car hold up? This is an actual picture of the car. Good Lord. Did she get the rust protection on that? I mean, that looks that Five looks years, really she wouldn't good. even begin to rust, but there are no nicks or anything. No. But again, Kansas, if you're not hitting deer, right? you got a good chance. Yeah. And so then what did Hyundai, my all-time favorite, what did uh, they in do? In fact, they said, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh-huh. uh, if you drive your Hyundai over a million miles, you can now get this little 1M badge as part. That part is now in their parts catalog. Oh, Nice. Nice. Uh, Hyundai inspected the engine block serial numbers, uh-huh. pulled the car's diagnostic information, checked the deal of service history, and ran a Carfax report. Wow. And, and the words exactly, they came away impressed. Yeah. Uh, according to the chief marketing officer of the company, reaching one million miles with the original powertrain in five years is an extremely rare and incredible achievement. May I also add the Hyundai Elantra mm. is made in Alabama. That's right. In the in America. Yes, it is. In the United States. I love how you did said I in America. Did I mention the United States? You did, actually, yes. Okay, I just wanted now, to be clear on that. And oh, yeah. full disclosure, Uh huh. I believe this was the same year vehicle that my daughter had uh, leased. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she didn't have any problems with hers. Considerably less mileage. Yeah. Right. And now, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. The last time somebody hit one million, they got a brand new car. Did Hyundai? Hyundai in the next realm, gave her a brand new red 2019 Hyundai Elantra. Now, did they brand take new. her one million for they study? They didn't say, but I would imagine they would have. Yeah, because, I mean, they did that the last time where they replaced yeah. it because they wanted to study yeah. what went right with that vehicle. Yeah, well, I, w- I would say, like anything, and we've talked about this, it really doesn't matter on what you drive. Yeah. If you take care of it and do the maintenance, that you should get... A number, a multiple of times its normal life. And I mean, right now, the average age of a vehicle on the road that's owned is 11 years, which means that would be a 2007 vehicle on average. Right. Uh, after I read this story, I started looking around as I was driving. We're in the Midwest. And I saw a considerable number of vehicles on the road, including even today, that were considerably older than that. Oh, yeah. In fact, this morning, I remember passing a... Uh, what looked like a uh, vintage Oldsmobile from about 1990. I love how you say vintage, 1990. Uh, yeah, Gosh. almost. Uh, let me break it to you. That's uh, almost 30 years old. Stop it. Just saying. Stop it. Just saying. Isn't Y2K like this year? Oh, my goodness. Stop let, it. Let it go, Sasha. <laughs> let me throw this at you. Okay, what do you got? Totally different subject. Uh-huh. 
a big truck company developing a hydrogen-powered uh, garbage truck. Haven't that we talked about that? We talked about an autonomous truck. That's right. That that Volvo truck was developing. Yeah. Now, that, that was, was a garbage truck. Well, it was also autonomous. That was the big thing. Yeah. Electric. This is electric too, but it's a fuel cell as opposed to batteries and things. So they're setting that up, of course, in Sweden. Of course. And it's a fully electrified powertrain. And get this. An electrified compactor for the back. So in other words, instead of uh, fuel, uh, fossil fuels. Right. 100% electric. 100% electric. Okay. Now, their thing, and the reason for looking at, and this has been the big thing with heavy trucks going electric, why they're looking at fuel cells, less weight. Okay, yeah. Because to move a vehicle like that for any reasonable amount of mileage, you would need a lot of heavy batteries to do it. The heavy batteries cut down on what that vehicle can haul that makes money. You lose it in dead weight to the batteries. By going hydrogen powered, you gain two things. Less weight of the setup, because the fuel cell costs way less and you don't need the batteries. And... The tank can be refilled much the same way and in the same amount of time that a gasoline tank or a diesel tank could be refilled yeah. with hydrogen. So you gain time on the rebound, which means more service time, less weight for the system. In fact, maybe arguable, it may even be lighter than even the internal combustion engine. So you get more weight that you can use, more available capacity that you could use to haul and, stuff or, you know, around. And well, that means and not money. only that, but it's going to be so much cheaper to to, to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, you lose out. You don't have to do your oil changes. You don't have to do your fluid intake. You don't have to do. I mean, all of these wonderful things that, you know. Uh, but then here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Are they going to put like a music to it? So that way I know when my garbage truck is coming Probably will incorporate some sort of noise. Music, I doubt. Can it be like uh, the, I, suddenly I got the right? ice cream truck in my right? head. Can it be no, like the no, ice cream truck? No. Trash <laughs> truck showing up with ice cream music. I would feel uh, or misled. How about, right? How about somebody coming out, you know, you're trash. No. You're no, trash. No, no, please no. I'm just saying. No, that's not going to happen. But <laughs> we'll see. But that is where we're going. And that may be where the fuel cells will have the greatest... Uh, opportunity is heavy trucks like that okay next up since we're at the start of auto show season i thought i would share with you a few of the concepts will be making news this year so of course stay right there and stay tuned roadworthy drive is america's premier mobility news and technology talk show Sitco Extra Range Motor Oil. Watch. 
Two steel shafts coated with oil, spinning at high speed and gripped by vice-like steel jaws. Sitco protects while regular competitive oil fails. Proof. Sitco Extra Range gives extra protection. That's Zoom. And let's not forget the Zoom in Sitco's service. So drive into Sitco. And drive out with Zoom. If you're just joining us, welcome to Roadworthy Drive. We're Ken and Sasha, keeping you up to date and informed on what's going on throughout the world of mobility. How we're getting around is changing, and you as a consumer have never had more choices. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, here's a hint. That vehicle you own? And most likely are making payments on. Yeah, the one in your driveway or garage. Driveway. Drive. What, I, what, what did I say? Driveway. Whatever. <laughs> driveway. It's just one way people are getting from point A to point B these days. And the traditional way of individual vehicle ownership huh, is going by the wayside. Do we have your attention now? Uh, in the aspect of it's not just us saying that. No. Ford and General Motors have both said. That they understand that the ownership, the way that we have known it for generations, is going away. And, oh, wait a minute. They said that almost four years ago. Yes, they did. So that is not recent. And haven't both of them said that they will, um, have they put an ex-nay on the combustion engine date Um, yet? I don't think that they're announced the day when they'll stop making it. Right. But they have made tremendous commitments uh, to electric. Mm Mm-hmm fuel cell, yep, uh, and some other different types of uh, technologies in terms to replace the internal combustion engine over time. Yeah, because they're, I mean, Porsche and some Porsche. other, Porsche, Thank sorry, you. but there's been some other manufacturers that flat out said after 2022, 20, Well, actually some countries 25. and some states have said it. Yeah. No uh, manufacturers, not so much. But basically, folks, this is just a small sample of of what you might learn by listening to us every week. And to put this as direct as I can, we're not your father's car show, if you haven't figured that out. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Now, to that end, it's auto show season. Uh, That's L.A. that happened uh, last month. Detroit starting in a couple of weeks. Um, SEMA was just the beginning of November. And the 2019 CES, that's Consumer Electronics Show, uh, which, believe it or not, in recent years, is becoming more of a car and technology show in its own right. Yeah. You know, it used to be just, you know, electric uh, doodads and things, but more and more automakers are using the CES to introduce uh, their vehicles and their concepts and the latest technology. Well, because cars themselves, automi- uh, automobiles themselves, have begun to become far more computer Well, they are. Yeah, I mean, far more technology-based than they are mechanical-based, if that makes sense. No, that's totally a point, that they're replacing more and more electromechanical and simply mechanical things with just electric things. Um, Folks of a certain age may even remember vacuum-operated devices that use the vacuum from your internal combustion engine to operate certain things. Yeah. Those days have been largely replaced by electronics. Well, I mean, now, even on those car shows, you know, like the guitar, the garage junkies and so on and so forth, they're fixing these vehicles, diagnosing these vehicles with a laptop. Mm-hmm. They're not in there with a, tor- with a wrench and, no. you know, and no. toying around. They are, they're hooking it up 
to a laptop and making adjustments mm-hmm. to uh, fix this vehicle with a computer. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. We're talking about concepts in this segment. Okay. Uh, this one was introduced at uh, a, a show in China. Oh. It's the Buick Inspire. Buick is still a thing? Yeah. The Big Game <laughs> Auto Show. Bu- in fact, Buick is the most popular brand in China. Oh, no. I knew that. Let me throw this at you. Buick Espire. 550 horsepower electric motor. Oh. It will reach 0 to 60 in four seconds. Mm. With a range, bear in mind Uh that this is a car, an electric car, 370 miles. That's it. I'll take it. Features include an augmented reality display for the windshield that can show road information and navigation routes. Like Did I mention zero to 60 in four seconds? No. 370 miles per charge. That's where you had me. And it looks sort of like a crossover SUV in terms of its packaging, so there's room. Really? Yes. So this is not like a small... No. Like a no. compact? No. This is a... What would no. you consider this? Is this comparable to like a, a Juke? What they're, what they're call, no, bigger than that. Okay, so are you saying... I'm calling it, it what they're calling a crossover slash SUV uh-huh. type thing. Yeah, I'm calling that. Let me throw this at you. Okay. Genesis Essentia. Oh, gosh, I love Genesis. That's the upscale version of the Hyundai, right? That's right. Yeah. It has fingerprint controls, Ooh. biometric facial recognition sensors to open... Butterfly doors. Oh, God. And, of course, battery ah. powered. Ah. Uh, it also, it boasts advanced compu- computational power uh-huh. and the ability to imp- to communicate with infrastructure so it comes V2X compatible out the box. Oh. And, oh, by integrating with the Internet of Things, which uh-huh. we talked about last week, right, right. it can adjust your air conditioning settings for your home turn on the lights at home, and even help allow for package deliveries at home. Yeah, but that's all, the lights and such, that would only be if you had like smart bulbs or that or smart, smart home Yeah, internet control. of things, people. Yeah. One okay. more thing before no, no, the break. No, 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 wait, it's what, an electric what, vehicle. What? Yeah. What, what's the range? Didn't say. Oh, hey, Genesis. You know what? Didn't Hyundai, say. Come Didn't on. say. Let me throw this at you. Okay, what you got? And we've talked about this one. All right. The Honda Urban EV. Uh, yeah. Wait yeah. a minute. It would include a digital assistance that could interpret the emotional state of the driver, the space in the front of the grill <laughs> where an engine would go, uh, has a screen instead that can display messages to pedestrians and other drivers. As in, she's feeling kind of angry, move out the way? Uh, could be. <laughs> Honda plans to sell a version of this in Europe next year. Next year? Yeah. No plans for North America, though, yet. How how much to import Didn't it? Didn't say. How, how much to import it? I have no idea. Now, that's kind of... But we talked about this. We've actually showed pictures of this before. Right. And I'm looking at that door. Is mm-hmm. that a European door open way, or is that something that, that they're just... Otherwise known as a suicide door? Is it? It's yeah, only a it one-sided opens from, suicide it opens door. From the, yeah, that's how suicide doors work. You open from the front, which also you see on a Rolls Royce. You know, uh, I think it's Cadillac is bringing back the suicide doors. They trying anyway. Yeah. Um, let me throw this at you right before the break. The Volvo 360C. Uh-huh. 
looks towards a future for people freed from having to drive by autonomous technology, use their vehicles for more than transportation, can be configured with a desk for a working table over which passengers can eat, chat, or otherwise interact face-to-face. -face. There's even a setup with flat bedding for sleeping. Nice. And they look at this as a painless alternative to short commuter flights. Awesome. This is what's coming, people. Coming up. These houseplants are sentient and mobile. Find out what's going on. Don't touch that dial. Roadworthy Drive is the cornerstone of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You are listening to Roadworthy Drive. It's Ken Chester and Sasha Little coming at you as always. As always. Aggressively at wide open throttle. <laughs> Sasha, is there any other way? I mean, only no. if you're a Sunday driver. Ah, and we are not. No. So glad you are along for the ride. And speaking of riding along, be sure to check out roadworthydrive.com for the latest goings on with the website. That and Sasha, me, and the show. And by the way, Sasha has just updated the website with some fun goodies. Sasha, tell them what's up. Well, I'm updating the website, and I'm actually going to include like a Time with Sasha page where you can actually go and click on the links that I looked up in order for me to give you the Tech with Sasha segment that is only available in the hour two of the Roadworthy Drive program. Wait, wait, there's an hour two? There is an hour what? two. So if your station only carries hour one, you might want to toss them a hint and be like, hey, we kind of want some more Roadworthy Drive. That's right. With Sasha. With Sasha. Yeah. Because that's the only way that you get me. Wow. Or you can go to roadworthydrive.com. And of course, there are links. If you go to listen to, you can listen to hour two on there, or you can do it on Google Play or um, Blueberry Podcasting. Yeah. Blueberry Podcasting. And Podcast IA. Podcast IA. Our friends over there. Yes, yes, because we're all about supporting the Iowa talent. That's right, supporting our peoples. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you can also set us up. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're some everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we are kind of spread out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, be sure to check that out, folks, because I'm sure you will definitely enjoy it. Now, Sasha. Yes. Now, this one is a little, this subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, literally, in the weeds. Are we going to talk about the uh, the uh, AI trans or plants? No. Well, what did you call them? Robotic, they are, they transient, self, semi-sentient, cyborg house plants. Okay. Now, if it's robotic yet organic, mm -hmm. horror movies start out this way. Okay. Let, Little let me, Shop of Horrors comes to mind, people. Let me, Feed let me, me, Seymour. Yeah, no, 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 no. No? Let, let me help you. Okay. It boils down to this question. Uh-huh. So what happens when you combine an MIT scientist, oh, gosh. a houseplant, we have talked and about mobility? This is not one of those three guys walking <laughs> to a bar. No. No, no. <laughs> MIT but, is really out there this year. Yeah. But all I'm going to say, folks, before I even start with this, uh -huh. I want you to take note of this piece. Oh. Uh, this is one you're going to tell your grandchildren. Because this is going to be a big thing. Um, here's the thing. Would you believe that perhaps in the future, mm. our cities may someday be lush with plant-robot hybrids? 
Can't we just plant plants? Nah. May I introduce you to <laughs> Elowan? That's uh, E-L-O-W-A-N, a cybernetic plant no, that was unveiled this month. Oh, you know what? And I best I bet this cybernetic type plant okay. is is also going to have uh like some kind of recording device no, or no, we're not even uh, going to no no hold to on to be able to no, monitor no, people no. as it goes by. Stop now. Help with the, Easy, the face Sasha, recognition. No. The plant-robot hybrid uh-huh. moves in response to the plant's light demands. I have no, I have no interest to watch this tree get up and move. It's a plant, not a tree. Uh huh. When the light shines on its leaves, the plant elicits bioelectric chemical signals, uh-huh. which the electrodes detect and transmit to the wheeled robot below. The robot then moves toward the light. Mobility. Okay. It's so, mobility though. All right. So this it's is not mobility. This is not a situation where I plant my garden and all of a sudden my green beans are literally walking on their roots no. to the sun. No. All right. Because that's no. what I was envisioning. Did I mention a house plant? Uh, okay. So it's even worse if it's inside my house. Okay. Hold on. Is this like a Roomba hold that on. follows no. the they sun? They did mention Roomba as an example. But anyway. Okay. It is an example of a part organic, part artificial entity Uh that may become more common in the future. Now I'm going to be tripping over my house plants. Refined electronics, for example, (laughs) the ability to sense surroundings and display data. It first existed in nature. And and plants are usually more efficient and resilient in the natural world, less prone to wear tear and environmental damage i am still sense i'm seeing in my head my house plants because i've got a lot of house plants i like to walk into a jungle but i'm imagining all my house pants plants whizzing when you walk in the room well they like whizzing around the house desperately trying to seek out the sun by identifying and interpreting the way plants function Uh researchers hope to turn them into high bio hybrids that power monitor and converge with their technical surroundings. Uh, I'm sorry. Could you read that one no, more time? No, I'm not reading that. No. Uh, I'm pretty sure no. that that... Do you remember, no. like, not even, like, two minutes ago when I said help with facial recognition? They did not and, say that. But read that over again. What did they you're, help he to do? You hung up on the word monitor. I know where you're at. Uh, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, that the, is people. The technological people. surroundings. No. Uh-huh. Technical, Tec- yeah. Vehicle or plant uh, wait to a minute. X. Wait, wait a minute. Plant oh, to no, X. No, you didn't just go there. <laughs> you did not just go there. I don't even think that's a thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, Star Trek and the 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 organic uh, uh-huh. spaceships. Uh-huh. For those of you who are Star Trek fans, of which my wife is a Star Trek fan, so she'd understand. I know this, this isn't Star Trek, but. How was your evening, Dave? Oh, no. I mean, thanks We're to not, not doing no HAL in 2001 A Space Oddity or with Odyssey. It, Odyssey, oddity. Yeah, yeah, Oddity. It was an Oddity. And but you realize nice. that right now in our space station, they have something similar to HAL. We'll see there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, the scientist that developed all this, he's interested in two aspects of the research around nature. Uh-huh. One is how we study capabilities in nature to power our new interacting device uh, devices. Oh, uh, to, and then I believe the second one, uh-huh. uh, the capabilities that they can use in the natural world relative to electrical signals mm. and art versus artificial circuits. Uh-huh. Um, 
plants respond to a lot of environmental factors in the yep. morning. Yeah. Plants try to orient themselves uh-huh. to the sun to the east. Uh-huh. As the sun keeps moving, uh-huh. they reorient themselves to get maximum sunlight. Uh-huh. So they respond to things like light conditions, gravity changes, impurities in the soil. Right. And insects trying to eat their leaves. Okay, now. Doggone it. I'm looking at your sheet, your mm-hmm. note sheet that's got all these kinds of highlighted. And people, let me just point this out, something that's not highlighted. Right there at the top of his sheets, it says, and I quote, I wanted to show what it would be like if plants could walk like a human. Stop reading my notes. Little shop of horrors. No, 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 no. Feed me, Zebra. They're so far away from that. Feed me. You're going to let it go. (laughs) Just let it go. We already have people paranoid about autonomous cars. All we're saying is that plants have the ability to be mobile too, and that we're talking about mobility. (laughs) Mobility. So Spielberg, somebody, um, M. Night Shauna needs to get on a horror movie where the plants are literally like morphing all around the house. Mm -hmm, We need mm -hmm, this. mm -hmm. Okay, since she's going all there. Yeah, what do we got? This process of hybridizing with nature Uh would be a paradigm shift that would lead us to think about how we design future devices. I'm still thinking Star Trek and the mechanical organic uh, union, which wasn't nearly as bad as what you're making it out to be. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Mm. Aren't you always just saying? (laughs) So you can never say, Sasha, that I did not take you to walk into (laughs) the the weeds. Uh (laughs) Finally, Congress may be getting a clue when it comes to protecting your privacy. Find out what they have in mind. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You're listening to Roadworthy Drive. This is the fourth and final segment of this hour of Roadworthy Drive. We're Ken Chester and Sasha Little in studio. So glad you could drop by. Hello, everyone. Indeed. Now, regular listeners know that one of our hot-button topics here on the show is personal privacy. As it contains to this interwoven web that we are stepping into with the giant spider. No, we're already in it. Yeah. We're not stepping. We've been in it for some time. Some of us are still on the outskirts. Like I have not gotten like a smart, I do not have what would be considered a connected vehicle. But you own a cell phone. I do own a cell phone. Welcome to the web. But... By the same token, I do not have like a smart speaker. I do not have things that my cell phone and I have apps put in to ensure that my privacy as much as can be is kept. Okay, but you you may not have fully subscribed to the Internet of Things, uh-huh. but you do have a smartphone. I do have a smartphone, yes. Welcome. I know, right? You know, it, it with the smartphone being the end all be all ground zero, literally. Of everyone's life, the second most thing is if wearables. You, uh, not even that. If you own a vehicle that's seven years old or newer, you own what we would define a connected car. This thing a is sentient collecting, being. No, it's connected, <laughs> not sentient. Big difference. I'm not. Let the plants alone. <laughs> Plant to everything. Your oh vehicle is going to automatically morph into a transformer that no, you will then Sasha. be able to control from no, the inside let it like go. the Power Rangers. Let, let it go. You've watched a little bit too much TV. <laughs> it's okay. 
and then realize you've got young children at home. Yes, That's yes, That's probably yes. what's going on. So anyway, back to privacy. Yes. So much information about you and your wheels is being collected. But the questions are, what are they collecting? Who's collecting it? And why are they collecting it? While we've lauded Europe as being aggressive in this area, and we have, we've talked about it. Yes. And uh, our favorite concept, we should say it together, <laughs> the, the right, right to, to be, be forgotten. forgotten. The American landscape has been pretty much bare of effort except for California. And their law doesn't even take effect to 2020, even though it was passed. And you do realize the reason why they passed the law. They were have they were going to have a resolution on the ballot for their voters to vote on, which was more stringent than the law they passed. Yeah. So basically, the threat of that um, vote actually spurred them to action. And while it didn't go as far as the resolution would have went, it went further than a lot of the tech companies wanted it to go. And we talked about this, uh, where, where there was some concern that between the time the law was passed and that the time the law would take effect, that the tech companies would use this intermediate time to water down the law. Oh, no. Well, uh, they are. I'm going to put my hedge my bets what they're going to try to water it down. But I'm also going to hedge my bet that they are going to be collecting. And as Tech with Sasha will explain to you in hour two, uh, they're doubling down on whatever they can. Between, <coughs> now Facebook. And, between now and 2020. Yes, they are. Because while at the same time trying to water this down. Yep. Now. One of the things that elections have, we always talk about elections have consequences. Now, we're not going to get political on you, but I do need to make this point. Uh, there was a bill introduced probably almost a couple weeks ago by Senate Democrats that would require any company that collects users' digital data to treat that information with the same care that's required from doctors, lawyers, and bankers. And I wonder if we're going to even get to a HIPAA point. Okay, but here's my thing. Let's let's go on to that uh, doctors. Right now with my specific doctor, they have suggested, strongly suggested, that if I wanted to remain connected to my doctor, that I would download this app. And I'm not mentioning, you know, the conglomerate's name. But they want me to download this app. So that way it would have like all my medications and everything else. And my doctor, I could ask questions, send emails directly to my doctor. Now, when I went to go download this app, the first thing that it said, third paragraph in the terms and conditions, mm -hmm. I allowed them to share my information with third party entities. Did you have the ability to opt out? Sometimes you do. No. Ah. And therefore, and I had to look into it, it overrode. It was almost like me saying, I am going to forego my rights as explained in the HIPAA law. So, I mean, it's one of those things where um, in America, and they might come up with something like this, that, it, that it's almost HIPAA law-like, excuse me, but... Because in America, they will say in the terms of condition, you don't need to have Snapchat. You don't need to have Facebook. By signing up and using our our services, services you are therefore accepting this and therefore negating your rights as per the law. Mm. This proposal is called the Data Care Act. 
Ah, yes. It represents a dramatic shift from the present state of affairs under which customers' personal information is often a tech company's most value commodity, as Sasha was just sharing. Mm-hmm. Now, they want stricter privacy regulation, and we're all for that. Uh, and they'd like to see even more than this law, tech companies face harsher penalties than the vague ones that this bill would describe in the new effort. Right. Now, if passed, and there's some question about that, given yeah. that the Senate is still controlled by the Republicans, right? Uh, the bill would essentially make tech companies responsible for treating user data with the user's best interest in mind rather than their own. But they don't use the word fiduciary like they do in finance, yeah. which has very specific meaning you they're getting close to it but they're not saying it if they said fiduciary responsibility then it holds them to a standard by being a little murky like this it really doesn't they say similar to a way a doctor must advocate for a client's best interest even if the results in a lower fee well it would bar companies from doing anything that benefits the company over the customer and from selling or sharing customers data with companies that don't put the customer's best interest first. <laughs> but like Sasha said, it doesn't give you the ability to opt out. And not only that, but I'm I'm not even a legal representative and I'm seeing right through that. Any company is going to come forth and say, well, I'm taking this p- mm-hmm. person's information and I am sharing it with advertising reps so that way the advertising reps would know what product would be best for this particular the the argument here and the reason why this matters on a mobility show uh-huh. is that because not just your personal information but a lot of this is tied into how you're getting around yep and the cameras and the sensors and all of this stuff that's being shared with just terabytes of information that is going to the manufacturer Others, they say anonymously, but who's checking this stuff? Yep. We don't know who's checking this stuff or looking it over, and that's the issue. This is a first step, obviously, um, but as someone once said, better to take a first step and make it tougher over time than not to do anything at all. So we'll be following this and sharing with you what we find out. This wraps up things for this hour. On behalf of Sasha and I, thanks for listening. Thanks. Roadworthy Drive is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Roadworthy Drive Productions Incorporated.